Hello and welcome to The Quiz Kids from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Listen to it fizz. Alka-Seltzer. First, fast, and always. Yes, for first aid to fast relief from acid indigestion, headache, and the misery of a cold, always take Alka-Seltzer. And now Alka-Seltzer presents The Quiz Kids and the chief quizzer himself, Joe Kelly. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another question session with America's famous quiz kids. Well, we're going to have a lot of fun this afternoon, friends. You bet. We're going to talk about... Uh, oh, but wait a minute. We have our quartet here. And uh, suppose you tell the folks about it, fellas. It's a great day. For the Irish, it's a great day for Joe. You'll see our question boxes trimmed in green. For sure, St. Patrick's Day will be our theme. It's a great day for the Irish, and we leprechauns all say. Join in the fun with every son of the old town and say, It's a great, great Yes, yes. Our four singing friends are leprechauns this afternoon, and we're celebrating St. Patrick's Day a bit early, but faith and why not? If we can capture the spirit of the occasion a few days in advance, all the better, says I. Ha. And sure, the quiz kids on hand to help us do that are Pat. I am Patrick Owen Conlon. I'm 13 years old and a 1A at Calumet High School in Chicago. Mike. I'm Mike Mall. I'm 13 years old in the 8th grade at the University of Chicago Laboratory School. Harvey? I'm Harvey Deitch. I'm seven years old. I go to different school. I'm, I'm eight years old. I mean it. I go to different school, and I'm grade 3A. Boy, time certainly goes by fast, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and we have two visiting quiz kids. Robert? I'm Robert. I'm 13 years old. Herman Ritter Junior High School, ninth grade, New York, New York. And Frank? I'm Frank Nossinger. I am 13 years old. and attend Lourdes High School in Rochester, Minnesota. Say, Patrick, I just noticed in roll call is your voice changing me by. Well, I don't know, Mr. Kelly. Maybe it's an Irish frog that's in my throat today. Uh. Oh, worra, worra, an Irish frog. That's <laughs> green, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> All right, kids. Now, look out for a bad pun. In uh, Oh, incidentally, I just want to say that we're happy to have two winners of local quiz kids programs here this afternoon. Robert, whom you just heard a while ago, is a winner from the local quiz kids program heard over station WNBC, New York City, sponsored by the Savings Banks Association of Greater New York. And Frank is a winner from the local quiz kids program on station KROC, Rochester, Minnesota, sponsored by Good Foods Incorporated, makers of Skippy Peanut Butter. Butter. Now then, back to this uh, first question here. Sure, I'm getting me brogue all mixed up here. Look out for a bad pun. Look out for a bad pun, kids, in this question from Otto Hackman of Fort Wayne, Indiana. Why does an imitation diamond remind you of St. Patrick's Day? An imitation diamond. Why does it remind you of St. Patrick's Day? Pat? Well, because it's green. That's why it'll turn green. Well, now, wait a minute, me boy. We're talking about the diamond. We're not talking about the ring part. Harvey. Well, would, would it be that sometimes, that sometimes the, the di when there's fake, that sometimes people wear fake, like, uh... You're warm? You're warm? Uh, shamrock. Uh-huh. And it's a what? Fake shamrock. It's a shamrock. Rock. That's the idea. Oh! oh. 
told you there was a pun in this. Uh-huh. Well, that's fine and dandy. Sure it is. Now, Mrs. L.R. Anderson of Los Angeles, California asks, in what way is the shamrock related to the liverwort plant? Harvey? Well, it's related because the liverwort, which is a descendant of the algae, it was the first living uh, a green plant on land. And, it, and from, from that one liverwort, from liverworts, all, all the other green plants in the world have developed. That is absolutely right, Harvey. Good boy. <laughs> say, I just want to say that Harvey is certainly on his toes this afternoon, yeah. Now, then, Jerry O'Brien of New York City has been studying Irish history and wonders if you children can identify the kings whose death might have been reported in the following news headlines. The first one goes like this. King killed by women assassins. Suspect rival king responsible. Patrick? I think uh, that would be Khan of the Hundred Babels. He was... Uh assassinated by the King of Ulster's men, I think. Very good, Pat. Very good. Now, uh, uh, we're still delving in Irish history, and let's uh, switch things around for this one. Uh, I'll give you the date and see if you can make up the headline. The day is Good Friday, and the year is 1014. Patrick again. Uh, Brian Baru defeats the Danes at Battle of Clontarf and is slain himself. That is very good, Patty. Very good. And now here comes our leprechaun quartet, and it seems Betty Moreland of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, has reminded them that the Major League Baseball season is almost here, so let's listen. From his name, what manager would you kids say is the most apt to celebrate St. Patrick's Day? And what two managers seem to be truly green? The first time they're managing major league teams. All right, now the first part from his name. What manager would you kids say is most apt to celebrate St. Patrick's Day? Uh, we, uh, Pat has his hand up. All right, Pat. Well, that could be Steve O'Neill of the Boston Steve Red Sox. Steve O'Neill, right, of the Boston and, Red Sox. Uh, the and two managers who are fir managing their first major league team this year would be Al Lopez of the Cleveland Indians. Right. And, uh, of course, Paul Richards. Paul of the Richards Sox. of the Chicago White Sox. And there's another one. Uh, Robert? Marty Marion is managing the Cardinals his first year. That's a boy, Robert. That's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. You're doing fine, me lads. And now, here's a good Irish friend of ours with a bit of advice. Well, friends, when a hectic day makes you feel like this... Oh, this has been an awful day. Everything's gone wrong. I'm just exhausted. I'm so tired. And, and now I have to hurry up and get dinner. I don't know how I'll ever do it. Well, try this first. Drink a glass of sparkling Alka-Seltzer and see how fast you feel better. Alka-Seltzer? That's right. Always depend on Alka-Seltzer. Relax and freshen up with Alka-Seltzer. Just dissolve one or two Alka-Seltzer tablets in a glass of water, and then drink the sparkling, refreshing solution this makes. See how quickly and effectively Alka-Seltzer can relieve the tired, tense, aching muscles and headache. How its sparkling, alkalizing properties actually help speed recovery from the fatigue itself. And listen, here's something else. To help you rest better and wake up feeling better, drink another glass of Alka-Seltzer before you go to bed. 
Yes, Alka-Seltzer offers real relief from that tired, tense feeling that follows a hectic day of nervous tension and hard work. Uh, try it, won't you? I certainly will. Alka-Seltzer right now or whenever I've had a work-weary day. And Alka-Seltzer again before I go to bed. That's a good idea. You bet it is. Alka-Seltzer will be first with you for fast relief. Always take Alka-Seltzer. Sold at drugstores everywhere. All right, children, back to more questions. Now, Edward Harrington of St. Louis, Missouri, sends in this one. You might see a callus on a working man's hand, but uh, where would you see some talus? Frank? Well, that would be in the bottom of a cliff. That kind of talus is the rocks that have been chipped off the cliff and fallen to the bottom. That's right, Frank. Very, very good. Very good. Margaret Downey of El Paso, Texas, says that each of these songs is written about a place here in the United States, but if you think uh, the title over for a minute, you'll find the name of a county in Ireland is also hidden there. Can you pick out the Irish county in each one? All right, Howard, let's have number one. Patrick? Well, that's carrying me back to old Virginia. So? That'll be... Uh... County Carey. County Carey is right. <laughs> well, let's see what we can do with this next one. Pat? I think that's way down yonder in New Orleans. So it is that. So? And, uh... The name of an Irish county... The name of an Irish county... Is in the title. You just said it. Oh, County Down. County uh, Down, yeah. way down. <laughs> well, uh, by the way, folks, remember that Alka-Seltzer gives away wonderful awards every Sunday afternoon. That's right. When a question is answered correctly, the Alka-Seltzer Award is a fine Zenith transoceanic portable radio that gives worldwide reception no matter where you are. It's really a dandy set, folks, one you'll be proud to own. On the other hand, when a question is missed, the Alka-Seltzer Award is a Zenith television set or a large console Zenith radio phonograph combination. The television set is the Zenith Buchanan, and believe me, it has everything. A new super range chassis to ensure the ultimate in performance. The sensational built-in picture magnet aerial, single knob automatic tuning, <laughs> and the glare band black tube for clearer pictures. The large console radio phonograph plays all types of records and has AM and FM radio. Now, if you would like to try for one of these fine zeniths, send in a question for our radio program. Address your questions to Quiz Kids, Box Y, Chicago 77, Illinois. Well, now, Mrs. Ruth D. Hansen, St. Paul, Minnesota, combines history and literature in her question. Each of these literary characters might tell you of their experiences concerning what war in history. You must try and get two out of three on this one. The first part is Horatio Hornblower. Robert? Well, he'd tell about his experiences in the Napoleonic Wars. He was a, uh, a British seaman sometime uh, in the early 1800s. British were fighting against France. Fine, good boy. How about uh, Wilfred of Ivanhoe? Robert again. Well, he wasn't really in any war except that with the Saracens when the uh, Christian countries of the world were trying to drive the Saracens and uh, other heathen out of Jerusalem to reco recover the holy places. 
Well, now, wait a minute. Let me have that uh, drive home out, uh, did you say? The, the Saracens and the uh, Hezans out of the holy places in Jerusalem. Well, uh, no, of course you're right insofar as the war, uh, 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 not being in the war, it's based on the history of the Norman conquest of Saxon England following the Battle of Hastings in uh, 1066, the book Ivanhoe by Sir Walter Scott. Well, I'm afraid we sort of missed that one. Uh, we still have a chance to save the question. Oh, how about this uh, third part, uh, George Keith? What would you say? What war? Um, Robert? Well, I'm not too sure about this. I mean, but uh, in the book Three Came Home, uh, yes? he was the son of this couple in a prison camp, and he'd probably be telling about the Second World War. That's right. World War II. Good boy. <laughs> and now here comes our leprechaun quartet with a question from Mrs. Warwick Lee of Carbondale, Pennsylvania. St. Patrick's, they say, drove the snakes all away, away from all Ireland and into the sea. Can you name another country or island that, like Ireland, is snake-free? All right, well, we have three hands up on that. Uh, uh, Frank, could that be either New Guinea or Australia? Well, no, let's see. Now, Robert has his hand up also. Well, probably Greenland, because it's too cold for snakes to live there. <laughs> and let's check with Mike here. Well, uh, besides the northern climates like Greenland and Iceland, yeah. there are... Uh, Besides Ireland, Hawaii, until recently, uh, when a small worm snake was released there, oh. and New Zealand, and the Azores. Well, fine, Mike. I guess that takes care of that very, very nicely. <laughs> now, here's one that aroused my curiosity from Kathleen McCarthy of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We know that a polka is a dance, but what is a puka? Frank? That's uh, an imaginary creature. He's in mythology. It's a rabbit. Yeah, uh, well, a ten-foot rabbit. It was in the play Harvey, I believe. Well, uh, you're on the right track. That's all right, Frank. Now, let's check with Mike. He has his hand up here and he's waving it. All right, Mike. Well, uh, a puka is in Irish literature is a spirit that appears to certain people in animal form, usually oversized, yes. and a uh, mischievous spirit rather than actually good or bad one. It doesn't really do any bad uh -huh. or any particular good, uh, uh. even though it did do some good in the play <laughs> Yes, I guess so. <laughs> well, that's practically what uh, Frank uh, told us about. Now, oh, say, Harvey, uh, by the way, before I forget, I, uh, I have a report to make to you. I talked long distance to Texas this past week. I wonder if you can guess who it was I talked to, huh? Dr. Monty Ritchie? That's right, that's right. Monty Ritchie of the J.A. Ranch. And say, is he ever excited about taking the uh, little colt 
he's going to give you uh, uh, over to Houston. He, he thinks it's a great idea that we're going to have our Easter broadcast of March 25th direct from the beautiful Emerald Room of the magnificent Shamrock Hotel in Houston. Oh, sure, sure. It is a great idea, I think. And uh, do you know what? I've got another surprise for you quiz kids this afternoon. But first, Harvey, let's hear how those name suggestions for your little filly are coming in. How about it? Are the folks really sending in their postcards and letters? Oh, sure. Very loud. Oh, fine. Well, that's exactly what you want them to do. That's how you're going to find just the right name for your little brown girl, Colt, from from Monty Ritchie's Big J.A. Ranch. But, uh, of course, there's not much time left for the folks to get their name suggestions in the mail. Would uh, you like to give them the deadline, Harvey? Tomorrow, midnight. Yeah, man, that's it, friends. Your name suggestions for Harvey's little brown colt with a white star on her forehead must be postmarked before midnight, March 12th. That's tomorrow night, like Harvey said. So everybody in the family think up a name and send it in this afternoon or tomorrow at the very latest. And Harvey's going to be the judge. And to the person who sends in the name Harvey likes best, the makers of Alka-Seltzer will send a fine Zenith radio phonograph or a Zenith television set. And if there are ties, duplicate prizes will be awarded. Now, you can send in as many name suggestions as you wish, but uh, send a separate postcard or letter for each name, won't you? Because that'll make it a lot easier for little Harvey. Send your postcards or letters to Quiz Kids, Box Y, Chicago 77, Illinois. Now, Harvey has quite a job ahead of him. He has to select the name he likes best so he can christen the colt when she's presented to him in Houston on our March 25th Quiz Kids program. You see, we're all going to hop aboard Braniff's Texan Air Flight. That's one of those big Braniff International Airway DC-6 planes and fly to Houston, Texas for this exciting event. Mr. Glenn McCarthy, owner of the magnificent Shamrock Hotel in Houston, is going to be our host And as I said, we're going to broadcast this very, very special program direct from the Emerald Room of the Shamrock Hotel. And say, speaking of things green and Irish, here's the surprise I have for you this afternoon. I'm going to hold it up so you can see it. And Harvey, I want you to to try and tell me what it is. Now, just a minute. I have it all covered up here so it would be a surprise. Now, what is it, Harvey? What do you think it is? Huh? Can't you tell me what it is? All right, Robert? Well, it looks like a shillelagh. That's what it is, sure, and it is a shillelagh. And sure, and it's the real McCoy, too. Imported from Ireland for the famous Irishman who is to be our genial host in Houston, Texas, Mr. Glenn McCarthy. Now, Harvey, I'm going to let you take charge of it until we get to Houston. And uh, so you come on over here and get it while our four singing leprechauns tell us a little musical story about the shillelagh. Sure it's the same old shillelagh me father brought from Ireland. And never a man was prouder than he as he walked with it in his hand. He'd lead the band on Paddy's day and twirl it round his mitt. And never a bit we'd laugh at it, for Dad would have a fit. Sure with the same old shillelagh me father could lick a dozen men. As fast as they'd get up, he got he'd knock them down again. And many's the time he used it on me to make me understand. The same old shillelagh me father brought from Ireland. Ha ha, sure. Oh, my, that was fine, boys. It certainly was. Now, don't forget, friends, send your name suggestions for Harvey's little girl, Colt, to Quiz Kids, Box Y, Chicago 77, Illinois. And be sure to get them in, uh, in the mail so they'll be postmarked before midnight tomorrow. That's March 12th. 
Well, let's see what we have for more questions here. Ha ha ha! Sportsman Michael Callahan of New York City says he belongs to an Irish gun club, and he wants to you kids to suppose that three rifles were fired simultaneously 300 yards from the target. The mid-range tra trajectory of the first rifle's bullet is 10 inches, of the second, 15 inches, and of the third, 6 inches. Which of the three rifle shots would hit the target first, and why? How about that? What would you say? Robert? Well, the one with the highest arc probably would, because it would have been made by a bigger bullet, and therefore would be going faster. Well, now, wait just a minute. Uh, will you give that a little more thought? Are we going to right. have uh, to... Well, uh, when a bullet's fired, uh, it, it, it describes an arc over the ground. It doesn't travel in a directly straight line. And when a bullet, uh, a larger bullet, because it's going fast, will have a higher arc. And a small bullet won't have such a high arc, and it won't travel quite as fast. Well, of course, the question was, which of the three rifle shots would hit the target first? <laughs> and uh, why? I, uh, we're going to take a miss on this. I, the, uh, the answer is the third rifle's bullet would hit the target first. The trajectory of a bullet refers to its reaction to gravity. A bullet actually travels in an arc from rifle to target. The slower the bullet, the higher the arc. Uh, since the third rifle's bullet is only six inches above a straight line, at the center of its arc, it is obviously a faster bullet than the other two. Well, that means that Michael Callahan of New York City will have his choice between a large console Zenith radio phonograph combination or a fine Zenith television set for stomping you kids. Now then, <clears throat> You know, when we hear the phrase Pat and Mike, we usually associate it with an amusing story. So Patrick Conlon and Mike Mullen, suppose you two spalpeeds put your heads together and think up a good story to tell us in real Pat and Mike style. And we'll give you a minute to work it out. In the meantime, Bob Murphy, me by. How about some more good advice? All right, here it is, Joe. Friends, if you've managed much to your disgust to pick up one of those colds that seem so prevalent, start taking Alka-Seltzer. It's surprising how much better you can feel and how fast when you do take Alka-Seltzer to ease that ache-all-over feverish feeling of a cold. And it's surprising, too, how pleasantly soothing an Alka-Seltzer gargle can be to the sore, scratchy throat which often accompanies a cold. Yes, relief for that irritation in the throat can be yours by dissolving a couple of Alka-Seltzer tablets in a quarter glass of warm water and gargle freely. Take it from me, you'll like the double relief Alka-Seltzer offers for cold discomfort. So when you're miserable with a cold, remember Alka-Seltzer, first aid to fast relief. And remember, too, it's always wise to get more rest than usual. Eat carefully and avoid drafts. Yes, sir, Alka-Seltzer, first, fast, and always. Get it at any drugstore. All right, Pat and Mike, are you all set to tell your favorite Pat and Mike story? Oh, you bet we are, Mr. Kelly. All right, fine. Well, it seemed Pat and Mike worked together in a large factory. One day, Pat was oiling a big flywheel as it revolved, when suddenly his sleeve got caught in the wheel. It picked poor Pat right up off his feet and carried him around and around until his sleeve tore loose and Pat fell to the floor. Mike saw what happened and came running over to where Pat was stretched out on the floor and bent over him. Speak to me, Patty. Speak to me, Mike pleaded. Pat opened one eye and muttered, Humph, why should I? You passed me six times without speaking to me. 
<laughs> now then, at the suggestion of uh, P.R. Corey of Hammond, Indiana, each of our singing leprechauns will now represent a Patrick who gained fame in this country. You kids are to identify the four Patricks from the clue. In movies I played fighting barbers Ambassador to China. I am in the Senate, don't you know? And we all are Patrick's, you should know. All right, kids, can we identify those four Patrick's? Uh, Frank? Well, the first one was Pat O'Brien, wasn't it? That's right, he played the part of Father Dunn in fighting Father Dunn. And uh, how about the other three? Patrick Conlon. Well, uh, Mr. Kelly, I didn't get those other three clues too well. Well, the voices uh, in their order. The second one, I opposed the Stamp Act oh, long ago. Oh, that would be ago. Patrick Henry. Patrick Henry is correct. And third, I was ambassador to China. Can you identify that famous Patrick? 1944. 1944. And the last one, I'm in the Senate, don't you know? Well, that could be Patrick McCarran. Pat McCarran is correct. Now then, so how about I, the ambassador to China? China? I am not too sure of, though. You're not sure? How about the rest of you kids? Oh. That <laughs> might Here's... be uh, Patrick Hurley. Uh, that is right, Patrick J. Hurley. Oh, you snatched that one out of the fire, Patrick. Yes. <laughs> sure, now, here's a quickie from Ronald O'Keefe of San Francisco, California. The words St. Patrick are associated with the date March 17th every year. But why were the words St. Patrick important on December 25th in the year 1776? Pat? Well, that was the Battle of Trenton. And George Washington used St. Patrick as his password. As the password. That is right, Pat. <laughs> Marion King of Portland, Oregon points out that these authors may not have been Irish themselves, but their books might have interested Irishmen. Now, first, why would the book Kidnapped have interested St. Patrick? Robert. Well, uh, most of the story was laid in Ireland and uh, showed uh, the Irish. And uh, who wrote the book, by the way? Uh, Robert Louis Stevenson. That's right, that's right. And what place in The Wizard of Oz would be of special interest to an Irish boy or girl? Mike? Well, that would be the Emerald City. The Emerald City is right. Uh, Harvey, what were you going to say, son? I think I, I was going to say, say that, too. Well, you're good for you. <laughs> All right, let's see what our next one is here. Miss Helen Dreyer of Fullerton, California, says that by transposing just two letters, mind you, you can change the official name of Ireland into an American lake. What is it? Robert? Erie. Lake Erie, E-R-I-E. -E. Very good. <laughs> Mrs. Grace Martin of Pawtucket, Rhode Island, asks, if you overheard a man saying the following things, it would remind you of the name of what Irish city? Two, four, eight... 16. Mike. Dublin. Dublin because he's doubling his numbers. That's right. Oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. There's our bell, kids. 
Oh, say, the time sure goes by fast. Well, you all did fine this afternoon, and you'll each receive a $100 defense bond from the makers of Alka-Seltzer to help you with your future education. Now, I have something special to tell you about next week, but first, here's an important message. Friends, you don't need to be one of the millions of people who feel dull, petless, below par, or who have poor appetite, poor digestion, or jumpy nerves because of lack of essential vitamins. One-a-day brand multiple vitamins give you complete protection. They furnish your requirement of not one, not two, not three, but all vitamins known to be essential. So don't let lack of vitamins handicap you. Take one-a-day brand multiple vitamins every day and make sure of your vitamin health. Remember that name, one-a-day brand, the kind in the blue carton with the big one. And now then, Robert and Frank, I want to say to you two visiting quiz kids that you did yourselves proud this afternoon. We were mighty happy to have you boys with us. Now, folks, here's a final reminder. Get your name suggestions for Harvey's little girl, Colt, with a white star on her forehead in the mail before midnight, March 12th. That's tomorrow night. So don't wait. Send your suggestions to Quiz Kids, Box Y, Chicago 77, Illinois. Now, next Sunday, we're going to welcome five past and present officers of the American Legion Women's Auxiliary to our classroom. That's right. It's going to be the Quiz Kids versus the American Legion Women's Auxiliary, and I know you won't want to miss out on the fun. So plan to be with us, won't you? And between now and next Sunday, friends, support your Red Cross, the vital work of this wonderful organization at home and on the fighting front must continue, and all of us can help through the Red Cross. And now, until next Sunday afternoon, this is Joe Kelly dismissing the quiz kids. Goodbye, kids. Bye, Mr. Bye, Kelly. Mr. Kelly. Listen to the quiz kids coast to coast every Sunday afternoon and see and hear Alka-Seltzer's Quiz Kids television show on NBC. Consult your local newspaper for time and station. This is Bob Murphy speaking.